0: I'm Robbie Burns and I'm Craig McClellan and this is semester two of the class nerd podcast connecting teachers to the productive world of apps all right well
1: Craig it's been a long time I know and we're halfway through with semester two today so uh moving right along here
0: yeah we've been taking a lot of episode topics that were voted on by our listeners of semester one And so we're working through that list further today by talking about research and reading apps. This is a topic I'm
1: I'm looking forward to today. Not that I'm ever not. I feel like we say this every time, but um, I've been doing a lot of research and reading lately, just trying to get better at my craft. And I've gotten some workflows going that I really like. So I'm excited to share them today. Um, So whether you're you know, going to professional development, working on an advanced degree, just trying to read and learn and become better as a teacher, the saying is always, you know, we're lifelong learners as well. And it's a bit of a cliche, but I think it's true. And so um, I'm excited to focus on some ways that our technology and apps can help us to better learn.
0: Yeah, and this category of apps, and, and I hesitate to say category because we're going to be bouncing all over the place today, but this uh, topic contains, you know, it's an umbrella of a lot of different apps that all, I, fi- I file them all under this, you know, um, part of my brain that is the part of my brain and my heart that just wants to go back to school like full time. It is just that part of me that's like, oh, I miss being a full time student. So much. And man, of all the reasons I do, there are so many cool apps that I didn't even start. I mean, even we're going to talk about some everything bucket note stuff a little bit in this episode. When do we not? Uh, But we're going to, you know, even those things like I was just scratching the surface of those when I was finishing my graduate degree. And um, yeah, they're just all so fun to use and are strengthened by the amount of depth to whatever particular area of study you were doing that sentence makes sense. Yeah. And I'll just
1: throw in as well that, um, the very first iPad pro came out the day before I gave my master's research presentation. And so you all, so much of this has changed because I, I didn't really get to use an iPad pro when I was in school last. So, um, it's, it's exciting to see even in just the last three years, how far things have come.
0: So I guess we're going to kick things off by talking about a few apps that are, uh, do I want to say they're noty? They're definitely research intensive. Uh, I know one of them has to do with sifting through long PDF documents.
1: Uh, it's us. We, it's the class nerd. We, it, it's noty. Let's be
0: honest. The app we're going to talk about next is Liquid Text, and Liquid Text is that app. You may have heard of it. Its main strength is as a PDF research tool where you, you pull a PDF into this app, but then it creates this whole user interface, uh, how do I do not even call it? Like you, it's like you go into a different dimension where all of a sudden there's no sense of space. Anymore in a PDF like you can totally just like rip sentences and images and selections from PDF and view them in a nonlinear or I guess you could say in a very linear fashion, depending on how you want to structure it. When you open up liquid text,
1: if you open a PDF document on the left hand side of your screen will be the document. The right hand side will be, I believe, what they call the canvas. And you can It's The app is... Why it's so difficult to explain is because it has a lot of different options just depending on what you want to do or how your brain works. So if you're someone who just wants to highlight in the main PDF, you can either use your finger or a stylus, an Apple Pencil, and just highlight in different colors. You can draw lines connecting different paragraphs. But if you want to see uh just the highlights or see certain pieces of text um all in one place or organize and group ideas together um you can use that canvas area and drag items out of the document and into the canvas and then connect items using the canvas um And you can even, one of my favorite things, uh, Liquid Text was one of the first apps to utilize the double tap feature of the number two Apple Pencil. And uh, now when you highlight or select any text, if you double tap on the Apple Pencil, it automatically throws that text or image over to the canvas, which is super cool.
0: Oh, that's very cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Now, what I also like about this is that you can open different PDFs simultaneously at the same time, And really easily drag little snippets from different documents out to the canvas and then link them together. Right. Yeah.
1: And the other really nice feature is, um, I think they call it like highlight mode. There's a button up in the top. And when you tap on that, if you start pinching the document, um, together, it just, it brings all the things that you've highlighted into view and nothing else. So you can see, and and from your multiple documents, if you have two, three PDFs, you can pull together just the things that you've highlighted in those multiple PDFs and look back over that if you're studying for something.
0: And I believe you can actually export that document as a PDF. Yes. So uh, an example of when this was useful to me recently was I had a, a specific problem to solve. And, and again, the way that Liquid Text solved this problem was entirely, like, graphical. Like, it it is was it, it not doing anything that a regular PDF couldn't do. It was the way it was displaying it, the way I could interact with it that made it just the right app. I needed to take... I was trying to create a sequence of all of the songs that I wanted each of my sectional groups to perform for me this school year. Uh, so, for example, like... I pulled a bunch of different clarinet resources together and I needed to say, okay, which ones, which of these songs do I want my clarinet groups to play for me this school year and in which order? So what I really needed was like to be able to take the physical versions of these books, spread them out over a really big dining room table, cut out the parts I wanted and like reorganize them kind of like scrapbook style. Um, But this is really, really difficult to do with the amount of musical excerpts I needed to grab. So enter liquid text, I was able to open up to three different method books per instrument at once and then highlight with the Apple Pencil the musical excerpts from them and then drag them out to the canvas. Then what I was able to do is I was able to connect them, like thread them together in order of how I wanted the students to play them for me. So the result was when I did the like, you know, export to PDF feature, I was able to get basically like just a a series of sequential musical excerpts that could be read by a clarinetist in order. Um, Like just to be able to work with PDFs like that is unmatched by any other app. And and then of course what I did was I took those excerpts and I imported them into my little FileMaker database, which was referenced last semester. We'll link to that in the show notes. Um, I was able to like copy and paste those little image excerpts into a cell of a document that basically allows me to create little practice books for my students where like all the little musical excerpts appear page by page in sequential order, along with how I'm grading them, what kind of rubric it is and all that fun stuff.
1: So while liquid text is, it's a great app and I love how it it's a, it's an awesome iOS citizen. It uses iCloud drive. Um, it, Works, it looks great on the new iPad Pros and works with the Apple Pencil 2. One of the issues that I had with it for actual like studying and, and learning and organizing thoughts was yes, you can export some of those highlights and you can export your canvas, but it still didn't feel organized and it didn't feel like it was easy to study from and learn from. Just for my brain, I needed something a little different. And so I discovered this app called Margin Note Three, and it's very similar to Liquid Text in what it does. Um, you can you've got kind of a canvas on one side of the screen, you've got your PDF on the other. You can have multiple PDFs. You can highlight. Um, it doesn't have the features of being able to pinch and just see all the highlights. But the one area where it's different is the canvas ends up working like a mind map. And so you can even more easily organize the things that you're pulling out and you can select things and make them bold. So um, and then you can even so you can export from Margin Note to apps like MindNode or to even Omni Outliner. Um, and if you're someone who's actually like studying for something, you can select um, different parts of your mind map and sections of those, um, nodes, if you will, um, to turn into flashcards that you can study. The, the one thing about margin note is it's not quite the iOS citizen that liquid text is Uh, to me, liquid text, like it just works. It's not difficult to learn. It can be difficult to determine how exactly you want to, annotate and how you want to use the canvas. Um, but it just works really well. There's there's a learning curve to margin note. It's not as user-friendly and it's not as pretty. Um, so, you know, depending on what your priorities are, it's it's really up to you whether you want to use liquid text or margin note but because they do share so many similarities. But for me in my brain, margin note 3 is far and away better for in terms of studying and organizing your thoughts. Um, it, it works really well.
0: Yeah. This is really interesting looking. So thing you, you start with a PDF.
1: Yeah. It can just like with liquid text, it can import PDFs, even multiple PDFs. Um, and then you can highlight, you can drag those highlights into the mind map. You can set it to where if you highlight something, it automatically goes to the mind map. Um, and uh, yeah, you just annotate and um, pull out the most important information for yourself.
0: Can it work with any other kinds of notes or documents? I believe it can,
1: Um I've only used it with PDFs. I do know that it also has this cool research mode so that if there's a topic you're reading about in a PDF and it doesn't make sense and you want to learn more about it, you can select it in the text and then tap research and it will open up a little web browser inside of margin note that um, you can do Google searches or you can go to other websites or things and find out more information and pull that information into your mind map.
0: That's very, very cool. Yeah. I dig it. So I And I do think it does work with image files as well. Cool. That's good to know. Well, uh, I'm going to move on to our book app section of the outline here and start with the Kindle app. Now, I use both the Kindle app and the Apple books app and in varying ways. And we'll talk a little bit about my workflow with that in a moment and some frustrations with it, but I'll just simply kick off Kindle by saying that I I use the Kindle app for a couple of reasons. Number one, I do own a Kindle. I have a Kindle Paperwhite. It's quite a few years old now, but it, you know, Kindles work really well. They're very reliable and it's nice to have distraction free moments. To read, um, yeah,
1: I I agree one hundred percent. I uh, I have um, I have the paper white for the same reason.
0: It's really great, and you know the Kindle store is starting to. I mean, it's just really expanding. It's it's all, first of all always been cheaper in general than the Apple bookstore, but it's gotten to the point now where I'm starting to find things like, for example, the Harvard Dictionary of Music is now on Kindle. Um, A ton of instrument method books are on Kindle. In fact, uh, a few of those ended up, I ended up screenshotting some pages of them and using them in liquid text to formulate the basis of my sequence, which I was discussing earlier. Uh, Just a ton of really great stuff is in here. Um, I do not love the user interface of the Kindle app on the iPad as much as I do Apple books. Um, but again, it's the ecosystem I've really committed to for pretty much any book that is commercially available to buy. Uh, it can look at PDFs in a, in a moment. I think we'll get to a little more on that subject. I, I personally choose to keep my PDFs of books elsewhere, um, but I, I really I really like Kindle. Now there are a couple features of Kindle that are obvious. You know things like. Uh, paging through books, reading books. (laughs) Reading books is the most obvious tie into this topic of research and reading. Uh, But the Kindle user interface got this update a few years back, which I really like. It's this user interface where you tap on the middle of a page and it kind of shows you this little timeline at the bottom where it puts a little dot on the timeline where certain bookmarks that you've taken and also where your most recently read page is. So you can really easily drag this little dot along this line and find your sense of place, which has often been a very, very big point of friction for me when reading, especially these more large scale books like the Harvard Dictionary of Music on my Kindle, as I just don't feel like I can flip through it with the same amount of ease as I can a real giant fat book on my desk. Um, of course, for me, the the ability to search is really useful. So if I see some wild notation in a piece of music, it's very easy to boot up the Kindle app and search inside of the book. Now, there's a couple of friction points with the Kindle app. And one of them is not so much... Well, it is a friction point. It's it's not a feature that I know I should expect them to be able to implement, but it's something that would take me one step closer to my ultimate realization of research on the iPad. And it's, I have this dream, Craig, and and the dream (laughs) is that I want to be able to take a spotlight search. And in addition to all of my notes in Evernote, all of my research in Scrivener, which we'll talk about across all the files in my hard drive, I would like to, in addition to those things showing up in the search entry, I would like text snippets from my iBooks and Kindle books to show up as well. And, you know, the Kindle and the Apple books apps both have great note taking tools, but they are just stuck (laughs) inside of those files inside of those apps. And man, it would just be so cool to type in the word forte into a spotlight search on my Mac and not only see instances of the word that I have typed in my own musical documents, but to also see those words inside of books that I have purchased on my Kindle in my Apple books library. So that's the ultimate dream. I don't know if I can really expect that. Um, but you know, I I can dream, right? Right. Now the other real big friction point with Kindle, other than that, I, I don't love the interface. It doesn't really feel entirely like an iOS app. Um, I do like that page flipping timeline I just mentioned. Um, but the other thing that's really difficult for me is library management on Kindle is just a mess. I actually tweeted about this the other day. I was in a store and I was trying to—I was buying ingredients for a we'll call it a cake—and uh, I was trying to <laughs> find a, a recipe, or rather, an, is it is it an, an adult cake like a? An- a uh, adult beverage cake? Is that what we Yes, it was an adult beverage cake, and I was trying to look at a recipe for this adult beverage cake while I was in the store that sold these ingredients, and so I pulled up a book I had on this subject from the Kindle app on my iPhone, and I got a very sad message. It said, you have downloaded this book on the maximum number of devices possible. And I was very upset at this because I only use the Kindle app on three devices, my phone, my iPad, and my Mac, and I rarely open it on the Mac these days. So I went to go digging, and here I am in this store, hunched over my little iPhone screen, going to the Amazon.com website, and now going into the Kindle device settings on Amazon.com, and now on the tiniest little part of my screen, I can see that I have I'm not making this up, like probably 30 different devices registered to the Kindle, and all of them are like previous iterations of phones, but not just like the phones I've owned, but like if I've rebooted the OS and started fresh, like I'll get a new, pretty much any time I have reinstalled or upgraded to a new OS where I've had to re-log into the Kindle app, all of them are showing up, and there's no way to differentiate them, it's like Robbie's iPhone 1, Robbie's iPhone 2, Robbie's iPhone 3, Robbie's, and I'm just like, this is madness. How is this the way that it works in two thousand eighteen? I cannot believe it. So I've been a little frustrated with library management on Kindle um, because it gets in the way. But as a whole, this is the marketplace that has the most stuff. I'm thrilled that academic texts are slowly making their way to the store, and uh, I, you know, I couldn't recommend it more for the types of use cases I just stated.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll mention Apple Books. I don't have a whole lot to say that's different from Kindle other than that it's another option and it is natively built into the platform. Um, It is a lot prettier. The interface um, definitely uh, looks better and fits in better on iOS and the Mac. Um, Unfortunately, the books are just more expensive there. And for me... You know, if I'm reading, a lot of times I don't want it to be on my iPad, which is my work device. I'd rather read on a Kindle. Um, I, I tend, so I buy everything pretty much from the Kindle store. And then if for some reason I don't have my Kindle with me or something like that, I will use the Kindle app instead of Apple Books. The, the few times that I will use Apple Books um, are for EPUB files. So, you know, a nerdy example um I am a club Mac Stories member, and um so every year when Federico Vitici puts out his you know fifty thousand word iOS review, club members get that in an epub format, and so we don't have to scroll on the website. We can download it, put it into Apple Books, and read it there, and it stays synced where we were at, and we can read it offline so um because it's so long, I don't tend to read it in one sitting. Um, I can look at it there. Um, And I also did put it into, uh, put Apple Books into this show because it's just a good default PDF reader. Um, So if you get a PDF and you don't have another advanced uh, PDF app that I know we've mentioned in other episodes, um, you can just open it up in, in Apple Books and look over it. So it's a, it's just another way to do that.
0: Yeah, that's really similar to the way I use it. I, I'm looking through my iBooks library right here. Sorry, I know it's Apple Books now, but iBooks is just so sticky. I Oh, for 100%, yeah. Yeah, you know, in fact, just sorry, tangent. The i, I I'm going to be one of those people who says that the i, insert Apple product or service here thing is good and they shouldn't have stopped doing it. There we go, I said it. Um, all right, so I'm looking in my library here, and yes, I see a lot of EPUB files. And, and you know, similarly, there's a, a handful of people in the Apple productivity nerd circle who have published some books. I've got some of the David Sparks books here. He's done a number of really great iBooks, Apple books that have really interactive screencasts of different things he's done on his Mac and iPhone. Uh, I've got some of those. Uh, re- iOS reviews. You mentioned I've got, uh, actually, I I miss the days when John Syracuse was doing Mac OS reviews. Those are all in here. Uh, just, just some good stuff. But I also have a handful of PDFs because you're right. iBooks is a great PDF reader. And I really struggle with a, a category of book files that I possess that are like they're books, but i I have the PDF version of them, or maybe just the ePub file, but I got it like maybe from a website that I, where I like bought it and downloaded it like so, just like miscellaneous epubs um i you know I really struggle with this area for a couple of reasons, um especially with PDFs you know the Apple Books app actually does have one thing that Kindle doesn't you can draw with markup tools on PDF books and That's kind of useful, except for that PDFs have really weird behavior on Apple Books. For example, if you open a PDF that's being stored in your Apple Books library on the Mac, it opens it in preview, which kind of makes sense because that's the PDF app. That's the default on the Mac. But but then if you try to annotate or work with something on an iOS device, it opens markup tools. And there's nothing about the markup tools that's really special. Uh, it, it honestly, it just feels like you're marking up a PDF. And I don't know. I struggle to find w- what the place of PDF books is in Apple Books, even though it handles them a, a lot better than Kindle does uh, because it syncs them over iCloud between libraries. So I have a lot of things in my i in my Apple Books library, like manuals to hardware devices and keyboards and products and software. Uh, I've got a handful of articles and scholarly research. I just have a ton of this kind of stuff, but I, I don't feel really like, you know, I don't really have a lot of affection for using it there. So what I've got is this mangled together system on my computer where I have this folder on my hard drive called books. Actually, I think it's called, it's called books backup because i actually do most of my interacting in other apps but then i want to just have this backup here in case i forget where the one true copy of my book is i don't know it does not feel right but it's what i've got how about you do you have this problem
1: yeah i i don't use apple books much for this reason just it There are just other things that are simpler and better suited for a lot of this. I think it's a great starting place, but I, yeah, it's, it can be a bit of a mess to get things in and out, uh, especially out. Actually, I like Apple books better than Kindle for getting things in because it's so integrated with the uh, system, but
0: yeah. I, I mean, the other thing too is, you know, Neither Kindle or Apple Books are really good for research and annotation, at least as far as Apple Pencil tools are concerned. But then you've got Liquid Text, which is really good at it, but kind of exists in its own universe. So yes. So like, yeah. what what I struggle with is what is there really a good research tool that allows me to do a lot of this? grabbing of little snippets and highlighting and underlining, but that keeps all of my stuff in a centralized place that's easy to search. Because that's really the core of research to me. And I'll let you address this if you have an answer to it. But I mean, I, I think it also leads to our next area, which is everything buckets.
1: I I think you're you're good to move on because there's not a simple answer. So,
0: But man, if there was, I'd, I'd eat it up. I mean, I, you know, I continue to return to things like Evernote and Recently, I've experimented a lot with Devonthink, and, and I know you're using Keep it. I mean, these are like your typical everything bucket note apps, and you have the opportunity to take notes, to create links from one note to another note, to tag and sort. You know, you can even take a PDF and just import it straight into one of these apps, um, where you can do all sorts of things. like highlighting, uh, you can take a screenshot of one part and put it in its own separate note. I mean ultimately, the user interface has some problems um but but I feel like for having a f- central f- or or i guess a focal point of storing and managing your research, these apps tend to provide the necessary tools. yeah, what do you think? Are you using Keep it a lot in this research workflow
1: <sighs> i we could we could talk a little uh, quite a bit longer than we have left today on on this i'm actually debating getting rid of my keep it subscription and not even using an everything bucket so i'm i <laughs> well, i first of all I, our listeners should know by this point that anything we say we are currently using that whenever that from whenever that was recorded that has about a shelf life of maximum two months, um, but yeah, I I am sure it's you know one of the reasons I like Margin Note is I can annotate things, but then the extra notes that I take I can get out into my note or another app that I use that makes sense with that type of information, and so that that was one of the appeals for me of that. But um, yeah, in terms of storing stuff and annotating and marking it up i i'm i'm still trying to figure that out
0: it's a tough call if anyone listening to this has any suggestions i'd love to hear them because you know i think for me at the end of the day there's two parts of the problem there's for me the the power of computing should really allow me to search for my work in a centralized place or at least to take decentralized user interface models and allow me to centralize them through search uh, but it should also provide me user interface models that are tactile and you know, friendly to use and to work with, like Liquid Text. So there there isn't a whole lot of glue that I've figured out. Of course, I'm also not in a place in my life right now where I'm doing a lot of research on the same topic. So it's a little easy for me to like do a little short project here and a little short project there. Uh, and, and then, of course, there are parts of me that would be doing much more research if any of the two book apps we just mentioned were a little bit more geared towards research. I don't know. Maybe we're, and maybe there's stuff that we're missing. I know that there's a ton of research apps that are used in the academic world that are just completely outside of the scope of the kind of research we're talking about, which is uh, not that, but you know, things that can handle citations and writing papers and, you know, uh, different markup languages and syntax. But um, for, you know, I think for getting your feet off the ground, these apps really do offer some very powerful tools. Just I, I haven't figured out what the glue is yet. Yeah. Well, we've got
1: one more app to talk about, and uh, it's it's yours. Uh, I, I'm i not as familiar with it, so I'd love to hear what you have to say.
0: I don't have a ton to say about this. This is Scrivener, and Scrivener is, could potentially spring forth a writing app discussion, because it is actually a writing app. Um, But, you know, how often are we doing research when we're not also required to write at some point? You know, these are um, typically projects that are associated with taking a class of some sort or producing some sort of uh, coherent, you know, writing on a subject. So, I mean, I, I think that it's worth mentioning that Scrivener is, for me, my preferred large-scale writing app on both iOS and the Mac. And what I like about it is that it is a non-linear approach to a word processor, which means that rather than having one of these really lofty Google Doc or Microsoft Word outlines that is bound to your text uh, and having your text just be one single stream of 50,000 words from start to finish... um, Instead of that, you can have these little knitting text files that could represent chapters or individual writings, or you could even do like a blog through an app like this. And and then what you can do with these text files is really easily drag them into different orders in a non-linear fashion and have the final product represent that final order and hierarchy. Now, what I also like about Scrivener is it has this index card style... Bucket of research, and what this looks like is it looks it presents itself to you kind of like a corkboard uh, with literally, and I mean it's you know it is the the essence of skeuomorphism, um, which I like because again the metaphor here is hey I want to grab stuff from everywhere, uh, little text snippets, images, web links, and I want to store them on this corkboard. Uh, you know, for whatever research project I'm doing and have a really quick way to access them and reference them while I'm writing. Uh, so Scrivener, I mean, Scrivener go- goes way deeper than what I just described, but I find it is very, very useful for this kind of tool set. Yeah. And that's all I've got. I don't know. Are we missing any little miscellaneous apps that you'd like to recommend before we close this? I don't think
1: so. I mean, we could go into talking about just using our Notes apps, but
0: I think we've we've talked about Notes apps quite a bit. I think we're good. Every episode of this show is really just a note episode masquerading (laughs) as something else. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You can tell what we love, um, or hate. I don't know. We've, we've had that discussion too. So, all
0: right. Well, I think that this has been a really cool overview here. Uh, it's good to hear that you're frustrated with some of the same things I am. And it's cool to hear about a new app that I'm going to have to check out.
1: All right. Well, I think that covers our research and reading apps episode. Um, Robbie, uh, looking
0: forward to talking to you next time. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Until then, stay classy. And stay nerdy. (laughs)